Hi everybody, I'm Simone Giannelli and you are listening to the Ace Space. Oh, Akos, that is sensational. Another ace! The captain goes back to back. Oh, it's a monster block from Giannelli. Hello everyone and welcome to the Ace Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEV, where every week we speak to a world-class volleyball player. It gives me great pleasure to welcome back for the second episode, Simone Gianelli. Hello. Hello. And uh, from the CEV, uh, the number one man. I've got to say that, Dan, because you're here, but, uh, but I do mean it truly and deeply. How are you, my friend? Thanks for the very nice intro once again, Dave, and uh, glad to be here. Good stuff. Uh, Simone, so great to have you back. Um, has anything fun happened since the last time we spoke? Anything to report? Man, no, everything normal. <laughs> <laughs> Normal's good. We like normal. Uh, Dan, uh, great news for sports fans. You're actually back in Luxembourg in the CEV office. How's everything going there? Yeah, CEV's starting to open up. Luxembourg's starting to open up. So hopefully uh, we'll have volleyball soon before we know it. Oh, cannot wait. Um, so if you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, we are lucky enough to have our guests, our co-hosts for a number of episodes. Last time, Simone, we spoke about Italian volleyball. Uh, this time, I would like to speak about setting because we can't have one of the best setters in the world on the podcast without trying to get inside uh, the mind. Last time we spoke, you said that you still think you could do a good job in the top league as a hitter. Um, <laughs> Dan, I, I've not had a chance to speak to you about that. What do you reckon? Do you reckon he could do a good job swinging? Uh, well, Simone, I think uh, being one of the best blockers, you know, probably the best blocking setter that, that I've watched. So I think uh, hitting on the other side of the ball could be great as well. You know, for sure, he could be even better. <laughs> Uh, but but why did you finally um, settle on being a setter? Was that your decision or the decision of the coaches? It was my decision because I want to, to be a setter because for me, a uh, setter is more interest, interesting because you can do it uh, whatever you want and you can decide whatever you want about your spike, about your team, how your team uh, can play. You know? Mm. So the tactic, the technique, so uh, is I think uh, a little bit difficult. Uh, it's difficult because you have to understand uh, the moment your your player uh, everything. But I I love set. I love set, and uh, I think that is more uh, more interesting that uh, about uh, uh, because you know hitter you 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 only hit the ball <laughs> you. Mm. You can only make the point, but set you can do everything. You can hit the ball, you can set, you can block, you can uh, everything. So uh, it's I love, I love, I love set. When you see a ball being passed, how do you make the decision? You know, if you want to hit on two or not. I don't know. In in that in that moment, I decide uh, what uh, I want to do. Uh, I I don't prepare anything. Uh, it's uh, all instinct. No, you know. I've got an opinion on this uh, because over the last, and I'm, I am not going to tell you what the opinion is, uh, but over the last few months, I've been lucky enough to speak to lots of, of great volleyball players and many of the finest setters in the game. Uh, Simone, would you say that 
setters, as a general rule, are the most intelligent players in volleyball? For sure. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to leave that there. I'm not going to tell you what my... Dave, Dave, were you a setter? Absolutely not. Neither okay. was I. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's, let's talk about setters for the new generation then because you are you are very much a part of this new generation which seems incredible given that you've been uh, you've been a pro for for seven seasons now and last time we spoke about your uh, about your debut and how the cards fell and at 16 years of age you you won a national championship did you feel like you were you were ready at that point when you were a teenager ready to play at that top level uh, no, yeah, I think that uh, at this age, at 16, you are not ready to to play at this level because you have to to study, to work, to to improve your game and um, to take your level in another level. No, so uh, um, I think that the, the important thing at this age is, is the mentality because you can you can do it uh, something special uh, only with the mentality and with your. Um, Yes, with your character. So uh, I think that uh, at 16 you are not you are not uh, te- technique technical um, ready, but you can do it something good. Uh, only um, you, can, you can do you, you can do it uh, at 16 because uh, if you want to do something, you can do it. So sorry, Dan. Were you going to go? But, there? I was going to say, were there any teammates uh, you know at the beginning in, in Trento who kind of brought you under their wing and, and helped you out in those beginning uh, few years? Yes, I, when, I, when, I was so, uh, when I was 16, I uh, had the, the lack of uh, my teammates because I, I, was, I, playing with, I, I was playing with uh, Vateka Diski, with uh, uh, Biarelli, with uh, Osmani Guantorena. So it was easier for me, no? Because I have only to put the ball in the air and then, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, for sure it was for me easier because I have a, a very, very good team. And how would you feel now welcoming a 16-year-old into the team at Trentino? Would that seem like a crazy thing? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's strange, you know? Uh, it's strange, but um, I think that uh, um, everyone can, can do it what uh, I do when I was 16. So... Uh, uh, I am ready to to speak and to um, make make uh, confident this uh, this kid. But it seems to me that Italian setters um, kind of uh, can mature pretty quickly. I mean, Riccardo Spertoli also very good young guy. Nicola Salsi, another uh, young Italian setter. So I don't know what what it is about Italian volleyball. You guys very good very quickly. Yes, I don't know uh, the set who Nicola Salsi. Okay, uh, he's playing for Morena next year. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, yes, in Italia, here we have uh, a lot of setter and a lot of good setter and a lot of um, small setter. No, so um, yes, uh, um, there are, um, we have um, you know a school of setter, and uh, every every year um, it goes out uh, a lot of setter. So. Uh, the important thing is that the top club uh, give the the opportunity to these uh, these young players to to play and to 
make experience. So you're often mentioned in the conversation with uh, as the best setter in the world, or certainly amongst the best setters in the world. How comfortable are you with that label? About the top, uh, best setter? Uh, well, so, so if somebody says, oh, Simone Gianelli, he's the best setter in the world, how does that make you feel? And, and do you agree? Is that something you're comfortable with? Uh, it gives me nothing. So, uh, <laughs> because uh, I know what I am and I know what I want to do. So, uh, I think that uh, now I'm not the best setter. And to, to call best setter is difficult because about what you can uh, decide best setter or not best setter. So I think that is only opinion and uh, it's good. I like if uh, you say Smirjanel is, is the best setter. But. So, so Dan, I'll bring you in here because as fans of the game, when I see a, a big game coming up, I don't know whether it's like Italy or Brazil, or I don't know, Trentino versus Zenit Kazan or something like that. I look at battles on the court, and if there are two great setters, that's something I really look forward to, Dan. Is that something that you'll single out before a game as well? Yeah, well, especially uh, when you watch the Italian Super League, we have, I mean, Gianelli yourself versus Bruno on Lube last year and versus uh, Luciano De Cecco on Perugia, so... Basically, every, every weekend you had a superstar setter battle when you had those top teams playing each other, which was just, as a fan, it's amazing to see. Yeah, so Simone, the, to follow that up, I was going to ask you, do you really look forward to pitting your wits against great setters, or is that just an, a sort of another part of the game for you, whoever's across the net? The first thing important for me is to win a match, a matches. Okay. So this is the, the most important thing. But... Uh, it's it's very it's very fun it's very fun to to play against good setters against uh, Bruno the Czech or something else so uh, it uh, it is very very important to to win because then you can you can say yes I I, I won against Bruno and Czech uh, or some so yes um, because uh, play against this super setter is interesting because you can. Um, you can learn, you can uh, learn from the, the match, learn from the other set, learn from the experience. So it's cool, yes. In big competitions, you've got quite a good record against top setters, actually. So um, I, I, I made a note of a few. You're about level with Bruno. You're up on Butko. You're up on Christensen. So, so far, so good against the super <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, you mentioned Bruno in an interview with Sport Italia, I think maybe last month or, or the month before. In terms of months, time just doesn't exist these days. I've got no idea what day of the week it is. Um, but is he sort of one of the guys who you admire in the sport? Yes, I mentioned him because I think that he's very impressive like for his leadership. Mm-hmm. So... Um, he is a good setter. Obviously, he won a lot. He won um, uh, a lot of title with national team, with uh, uh, clubs, Modena and uh, uh, Lube. But uh, the thing that I love of Bruno is uh, the leadership. Because when he plays for the national team or for the clubs, he, his mentality is the same. And uh, he, he, he is very incredible because every time you play against uh, against Bruno, you know that Bruno is, is there and he wants to win uh, against you. So I don't know if 
I, I told you before, is the mentality. And for me, Bruno is the, the players that have the best mentality and the best leadership in the world right now. So it's important to learn this about uh, for, for him. It's interesting you singled out his leadership as a quality there, because obviously that's the thing that is a huge part of your game. And, and being the captain at, at 23 and being experienced enough to do that, when you were first breaking through, I know we keep going back to the beginning of your career, but did you see yourself as a leader and did you see the captaincy as something that you, you really wanted or did you kind of just grow into that role? Was that a, a quality that really came to the fore as you played more in the senior teams? Uh, it's, uh, that's, that's a difficult question, this. Um, I think that uh, the leadership you have uh, inside you uh, when, you, when, you, when you grow up and when you play and uh, it's not a thing that uh, came up uh, one day. Uh, you have to, to um, you have to study, to improve, to to speak with your coaches, with your uh, with your teammates, to understand what is leadership, and then you can uh, you can study to to be a captain or to be a, a leadership and to be um, you know like uh, like Bruno to to share your mentality with your with your teammates. I'd like to speak now about different players and how you set to them and how you get that relationship with them. I had a lovely chat to, to Lucas Camper the other day and we, we concentrated on Groza and because he's such a superstar spiker, is there a, is there a different way that he kind of has to, to set to him? And you have worked with so many great hitters. I mean, you mentioned Juan Terena there at the very beginning, but now it continues to evolve both for Trentino and the national team. How do you build that relationship with your spikers? And who really dictates that? Is it you as the setter or them as the spiker? And does it happen in practice or do you have conversations about it how do you how do you really build that and do you have to set different ways to different hitters you have to both you have okay. to to make a lot of practice in the during the during the uh, yes in the hole because you have to understand how they want your ball how they're set how quick they want how high your they want so uh, for every spiker is different and uh, then you have to 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 make a lot of conversation because uh, you 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 have to understand how uh, they think no so uh, for this setter is very difficult role because uh, you have to do a lot of things uh, for one set so uh, and you have to 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 be precise to be to be clear in what you want to do with your spiker so Yes, it's, it's both thing. So you have uh, like a hitter like Namir Abdelaziz joining you uh, next year who likes a really like high ball to the right side maybe. So are you looking at film right now? Like are you doing any prep work ahead of time or, or are you just, you know, we'll wait till we get in the gym and then, and then we'll figure out what tempo we need? Now the important thing is to um, watch I I am uh, I like watch the watch the videos so you have to watch uh, watch him and uh, then you have to speak with him what he want and then you have to go in the court 
and uh, make practice and make the, make uh, a lot of set with uh, with some different ball and uh, and then you 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 can uh, you can uh, reach what you want to reach do you ever have um players in the team like particularly middle blockers just say I'd maybe give me a little more ball i'd like more ball <laughs> <laughs> Because you know you've got some you've got some great middles in all of your teams, and if I was those guys, I'd be like, "Oh, come on, just set me some more ball. <laughs> I want to make more kills." <laughs> um, Simone, I have got a real bee in my bonnet, and one of the agendas that I really want to push with this podcast is the fact that setters never win the MVP award. You never, yeah. ever, you never get a setter who's an MVP. And right at the beginning of this episode, you talked about being the setter and you love it because you get to pretty much decide the way the team plays. So do you yeah. think setters need more recognition and should be getting more MVP awards? For sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Dave, of course. Uh, I, I one time. Uh, I take the MVP and was in 2015 in the final against Modena uh, when we won the second uh, Italian league. Uh, but only this time because I made, I think, uh, 12 points. So it was incredible and they give me MVP because <laughs> only for this. But yes, yeah, because the um, MVP goes go, uh, going goal always. Uh, to uh, a player that make a lot of points only for this but i am here to set you and if i don't set you you don't make a point so this is the, the point oh, i totally agree i totally agree just but, give to... go on dan i was gonna say simone you're probably in the one of the best positions as a setter to win those awards because you do get so many uh blocks and so many aces so yeah. yes <laughs> one one time that's crazy. You've played in every major championship. You've, you've won all these medals and you've been like the consistent in all of them. But it's not, it's not just you, is it? There are so many setters who have like won games for their, for their teams or won championships for their teams. And yes, I, don't know, I'll just give I it am agree with you. <laughs> good, good. That is, that is one tick in the box. Make a note of that, Dan. Uh, we've got Simone yeah. is back in the cause to make MVPs the, uh, the setters or setters the MVPs. Do you know what, though? We'll have to get some Liberos on, and they'll be saying, well, if setters are going to be MVPs, then Liberos could be MVPs as well. Um, but I, I suppose it is a lot easier. I know you're, you're a, a big advocate of this, Dan. If you, you, know, you can look at the percentages of the attackers, and it's, it makes the decision a lot easier. You've got to look beyond just the points. There's, there's a lot more to the game than just the points. Simone, there will be a lot of young setters now who see you as the kind of beacon to, to base their game on. And youngsters all have those icons that they, you know, when they step out in practice, they're like, oh, I'm Simone today or I'm Bruno today. When you were, when you were young, did you have any setters or any players that you really looked up to and idolised? Mm, no, because I, uh, I told you last time, I, I was playing at uh, this time tennis, skiing course, and uh, yeah. football. So... I enter in the in the volleyball in the world of volleyball and I and I know nothing. So uh, my idol was Roger Federer, but uh, and he's now Roger yeah. Federer. But uh, from volleyball, no. Have you had so, a chance to meet uh, Roger Federer ever? 
is the best is the the king for me because yeah. uh, for uh, technique but also for um, you know uh, he play he won he won everything and uh, he is shy his uh, calm is uh, is incredible <sighs> not only did he win it he won it in style as well didn't he yes, i mean this just it's this yeah there are some there are some people who just transcend this sport who just reinvent it and he's mm-hmm. still still majestic absolutely yes. phenomenal yeah i wonder i wonder because there there might be there might be a time where somebody overtakes him so djokovic may end up winning more majors but i would still see as a superior player and similarly with boxing there are people with better records than Muhammad Ali but I still mm-hmm. view him as the greatest or you know Tiger Woods hasn't won the, the most majors but you know I still see him as somebody who reinvented golf I wonder what it is because sometimes there are players who just transcend the sport and even though there there will be people who achieve the same things as they do they there's just something about them that brings them to the fore. Because C- you're not the first volleyball player who's told me that Roger Federer is the, the greatest athlete of all time. It's, he's a very popular man in, in, in our sport. Yes. Yeah, he's about uh, everything for me because uh, an idol is not uh, only for what he do in the court, but how he do and uh, how he speak with the media with the people with the world so uh, roger federer for me is incredible because he won a lot he is very rich he is uh, very famous in uh, all over the world but he is every ta- every he is the same uh, is the same that uh, play tennis and stop so he, you you never you never heard about Roger Federer that goes out uh, one time and one night and he makes some disaster with alcohol with uh, I don't know he's an example an example for me so about uh, everything wasn't he announced this month as the the highest earning sportsman yeah. which I thought was incredible really given you know there was a time where he like won all four majors in the year and and had that huge sponsorship deal but it's He's still, he's still at the top. He's amazing. Like Simone was saying, I think it's also, I mean, obviously he's the greatest tennis player of all time, but also that he's very mature and responsible yeah. and it kind of someone yes. that people can look up to. I think that's a huge part of getting all those sponsorships that, that he gets. Mm. All right. Well, what, anything else you want to cover here, Dan? Yeah, I did, I did have Go one on. more question about setting. So Simone, you're, you're kind of like a, a new breed of setter. That's a lot taller, very athletic you and someone like Micah Christensen, you know, bring a lot of physicality to the setter position. Um, kind of a new breed of setter. Do, do you find that, do you think that's the way for setters going forward, that they're not always a blocking liability or the shortest guy on the court, but actually very physical players? Yes, I don't know. The, the time changed. So uh, now, yes, the, the setter are more uh, physical, so more tall, more, uh, more good in the block. But uh, it depends. It depends because uh, you know this setter of Argentina, this one that is not yeah. so uh, Sanchez. Yeah, Matias. Uh, yeah, for me, the, for me, he is very, very good. He's not so tall, 
is short, but is a phenomenon. William, uh, William, the setter of Brazil. El Mago. He's not, yeah. he's not El Mago. He's not Tolma. For me, he's the best setter. Dan, let's talk about Mystery Man then, because Matt and myself were very lucky to speak to a, a bit of a legend of the game, to say the least. And we've been laying a trail of breadcrumbs to see if the rest of you can work out who Mystery Man is. Uh, we've been giving you some clues. Um, in fact, you've been dishing out the clues, which I think is a very unfair way of doing things because you don't know the answer either. Uh, but you have got the latest clue. What is it? Let's see if we can join the dots. All right. So, we'll, yeah, you're right, Dave. I'm, I have the clues, but I don't know who it is yet. So uh, we'll just play the <laughs> we'll, we'll play the clue here for, for everyone first, and then I'll give, I'll give it a guess to see if okay. I can possibly guess who this is. Shoe size. I tell you what, if you can identify a player by his shoe size, what is your shoe size? you really are the CV super oh, fan. Um, who, have you, who have you guessed so far, Dan? Have you, have you had a stab at it? No, I, I have no idea so far who it, could, <laughs> who it could be. There's just not enough. I mean, there's so many players that could fall into this. Like, Dave, what's your shoe size? Uh, my shoe size is UK 12, US 13, European 47. So if anyone wants to send yeah. some shoes, then... But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, shoe size 14 is not incredibly big because no. my shoe size US is 10 and a half. So I don't know if this is the uh, biggest player ever. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe like a Michal Kubiak, who's a pretty famous guy, but not the tallest volleyball player. That's going to be my guess for today. Polish Malkubia. I can neither confirm nor deny. But right. it's, a, it's a good guess. And I like your... Uh, yeah, I, I like trying your... trying to have a bit process. of logic here and, and try, and try and think about it. But if you guys have any uh, guesses as well, uh, comments, you know, tweet at us, do whatever. Because if you guys can guess it from only three clues, that is very impressive. The hashtag is let volleyball talk. So let us know who you think it is. And yeah, if you get it from those clues, then, then fair play to you. What I will say is I'm very excited about unveiling who Mystery Man is because it is a great guest. I know, but the hype is building here for sure. <laughs>